Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book, The Rejection That Changed My Life by Jessica Bacol. Keep listening to find out why rejection might actually be a good thing. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And as usual, each week I'm sharing with you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book, The Rejection That Changed My Life by Jessica Bacow. I think it's Bacow. It might be Bacow. So apologies, Jessica, if you do happen to listen to this episode, if I have mispronounced your surname slightly. The, this book was actually a recommendation from a reader of my bookmark newsletter, which you can subscribe to yourself if you would like to see what else I'm recommending and talking about beyond what I get to talk about on this podcast and what I've been listening to as well. You can subscribe using the link right at the top of the show notes. It made it super easy for you to sign up. So a twice monthly little dispatch, a little note from me to you about podcasts and books. Anyway, it was another Steph, actually, or Stephanie, who recommended this book. And I was very grateful that she did, as it was good timing, as I've been thinking about a few things that I want to be doing more of, less of in 2022, and doing a few scary things as part of that as well. So a book about rejection was exactly what I needed to be reading at that time. The book itself is formatted into a few different sections and a few different topics about rejection. But it basically is lots of interviews with different people and different women in particular. So this book is very much about women and our experience of rejection and the things we've learned from it or things that these particular women in the book have learned from it and what happened and what happened next, etc. So the, the book is split into the different people who it's talking to, or the different women that it is talking to. And so it's a more narrative interview style of book, which I actually quite enjoyed. It was a bit different from some of the other books that I've been reading recently. Nice little change of style and pace. I'll tell you more about the book as we go through, but let's talk a little bit first of all about the author and then the book. Jessica Bacow is Director of Reflective and Integrative Practices and of the Narratives Project at Smith College. She leads programs to help students explore identity and find resilience in community. She also teaches a course called Designing Your Path, which guides students to consider questions like, what is your story? Where have you been and where are you going? What matters to you? What skills do you need to pursue? What matters? Before her career in higher education, she was an elementary school teacher in New York City and then a curriculum developer and consultant. She received a bachelor's degree from Carlton College, an MFA in writing from Hunter College and an EDD from the University of Pennsylvania. She lives in Northampton, Massachusetts with her husband, two children and two dogs. And that is taken from jessbakow.com. I'll pop a link to her website in show notes. A little bit about the book. And this is a shortened version of the blurb that is available on the Amazon website. I'll pop a link to that also in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing. But this little extract is rejections don't go on your resume, but they are part of every successful person's career. All of us will apply for jobs that we don't get and have ambitions that aren't fulfilled because that is just part of being a working person, part of pushing oneself to the next step professionally. While everyone deserves feel better stories, women are more likely to ruminate, more likely to overthink rejection until it becomes an even more painful situation that the women in this collection are determined to change. And in doing so, normalize rejection in, and encourage others to talk about it. That's taken from the Amazon book blurb. Link is also in the show notes. So let's get into the three big ideas from this book, The Rejection That Changed My Life by Jessica Bakel. Big idea number one, rejection is not the end. The fundamental underlying message of this book is that rejection is not the end of anything. It's not the end of your career, an idea, a business, a project, a book, whatever it is that has been rejected. 
But so much weight is carried by that word, the word of rejection, the shame, the embarrassment, the ego bruising that it carries. And women seem to currently experience this slightly differently to men. And that's not our fault. There's a quote in the book that says, rejection can reinforce a message that many of us are receiving all of the time in small ways. You don't belong. There was research done at London Business School that shows that female executives are less likely than their male peers to reapply for jobs in leadership after being turned down. And this isn't because women are less resilient or persistent, but because they've already experienced years of small rejections in work cultures that generally value maleness more. They've felt a lack of belonging that leads them to believe that it would be foolish to reapply. And for women of colour, rejection at work is often compounded by racism. So up front, this is that, that excerpt was taken right from near the front of the book. So up front, it sets out that this is not a book for women about fixing the women. It's very much about sharing the experience of women that is somewhat unique in rejection and what that means and feels like and looks like for women as opposed to men. But that largely that is systemic rather than the fault of us as women. And on this idea that rejection is not the end, sometimes there's a big piece in realising that most things and most people get rejected at some point. For example, academic papers, the acceptance rate for those is very low. Some course admissions, similarly, and book deals, for example. And it's not a reflection of you or your work. Even more importantly, it's realising that everyone experiences it. But often people keep this hidden. It's our own little shame or embarrassment that we, we carry with us. So therefore, we all just end up thinking it's just us that is experiencing this and just us that isn't good enough to be accepted for whatever it is that we are applying for. And in my notes, I have a little sad face next to that particular section. There's a quote in the book that says, self-reflection is useful, but self-recrimination is not. So the overarching message of this book is that Rejection is not the end. And in fact, rejection is normal, if anything. So that's big idea number one. Rejection is not the end. Big idea number two is go around it. Pretty much every story in this book from each of the women that were interviewed involves having to face and respond to some kind of rejection. It's feeling the feelings, but using those feelings to still go and do the thing that needs to be done. And going around the rejection or pushing through the rejection or going over the rejection results in sometimes a great piece of science in the example from Angela Duckworth or a new community, a new audience, as in the example of Polly Rodriguez, who is one of the founding members of the women in sex tech community, or a new way of being and working more authentically in Laura Huang's example. Going around it might, might be around a person, as is in some of those stories, for example, Angela Duckworth, who is the, the scientist behind the, the book Grit, whose name you may recognize. She was told that the, one of the studies that she did that became a really groundbreaking study, she was told by her supervisor not to do it because he didn't think it was a good experiment. But she continued because she knew it was good work. So there might going around it might be going around or going through a person or around a particular path. And as Elizabeth Bell puts it in the book, I think I realized in some way that if you don't get what you want in the way that you want it, you can still have it. You just need to tolerate a different path. Similar to that, Michelle T says, when someone rejects your creative worth, it just means that they can't see a path for it. It doesn't mean that there isn't one. And I think all of these things are just such great things to remember as we're doing our work, putting stuff out there and being slightly vulnerable by putting ourselves in positions where people can judge or make comment on our work. But these rejections can force more creative paths and maybe ones that may even result in an even better outcome, as several of the women in this book have suggested was the case from the rejection that they particularly faced. So that's big idea number two, go around it. Big idea number three is practice rejection. Now, if you are not a fan of doing particular practice of, say, planks or squats or something in the gym, you're definitely not going to like this particular type of practice either. 
But firstly, what we can do to practice rejection is to ask ourselves, what is the worst that can happen and can I live with that? In order to sort of steal ourselves putting something out there and being okay with the worst happening. Rejection is ultimately a muscle and Caitlin Kirby, who's one of the interviewees in the book, she's worked hers so much that she actually had enough rejection letters to wear as a skirt to her doctorate dissertation defence. She collected all the rejection letters that she had whilst doing her doctorate and turned them into a skirt that she wore. And the comments she got from that were people, other students or other doctorate candidates saying, this is amazing. I hadn't realised or no one ever talks about how much rejection you have to go through in order to get a doctorate. So you could even wear them in order to put them out there. There's also some exercises in the book at the end around rejection. And one of them is to get 10 no's, to write down a heap of things that you could ask for and then go and ask for them. But yeses don't count. You have to get 10 no's. So if you write down 10 things and you get five yeses and five no's, you've got to carry on. The wins aren't the yeses, the wins are the no's. The other thing to practice is actually talking about rejection. So many of these stories touch on women feeling like it was just them. But many found a community where they could share formally or informally and help others with their rejection too. Or obviously even wear your rejections as an item of clothing in some cases too. So that's big idea number three, practice rejection. So again, three big ideas from the book, The Rejection That Changed My Life. Big idea number one, rejection is not the end. Big idea number two, go around it. And big idea number three, practice rejection. It's a really enjoyable book. It's easy to read as well. Each of the interviews with the different women is maybe four or five pages each, maybe slightly longer. So you can dip in and out, pick a story, read it, feel a bit better, get a bit of a boost for the day and then go on with your day and jump in and out of it. You don't need to necessarily follow the flow of the narrative, which sometimes is quite useful if you want a book just to pick up, get a little bit of a boost from and then move on with the rest of your day. And like I said, I particularly appreciated that this wasn't very, this definitely wasn't a let's fix the women. Women are broken and need to be better in order to not be rejected. It definitely wasn't that. It talked about the systemic things that women face and particularly women of colour face in the corporate world, in startup world, in life, in all of these different aspects and, and really shows the ways that women have had to be a lot more creative in order to to get around some of the barriers that are put up in our in our way to achieve some of the things that we want to do. So we go, if you have read this book, I would love to hear from you. As usual, contact details are at the bottom of the show notes. LinkedIn and Instagram are the best ways to contact me. Or if you've just been reading something else great at the moment and you want to tell me about it, you can also do that too. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading. <laughs>